there? What else is there besides banks? What else is there? But <laughs> Offending bank. women in five words or less. <laughs> the what gold else is there? <laughs> but the gold standard. <laughs> but uh, hello. <laughs> We always give it away that we're doing this at the same time as recorded <laughs> in the same session, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. But it's okay. It's okay. We're not trying to keep it a secret from you. Secrets. Uh, like we aren't trying to keep it a secret that this is Hysterical History, our podcast about history stuff. With it's no secret that that's Alexis. I'm Alexis and that's Haley. And here we go. Yahoo. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I'm still thinking about that meme you showed me. <laughs> it's so good, dude. Incredible. We'll post it. Yeah, we'll post it's it. It's a Luigi thing. Also, I'm going to cut this out um, because I just want you to do it. But you need to do um, that meme, like you said, the one that's like the person they tell you not to worry about oh. with the banks. Okay. Like, can you make one of those for the banks? Yeah. Like a state bank and then the, like, second national bank or whatever? I'm trying to think, like, how to represent that visually. Just put, like, a picture of the bank on the people's heads. Like, the people's heads. Because it's really... Like, like the turn and look meme. Uh-huh. But put the bank pictures over their faces. <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the guy looking? Just a guy. America. America. That's good. <laughs> America and the girls like Jackson, like... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. And then it's like bank. Which is actually really good because the uh, main like building mm-hmm. in Philadelphia where the bank was like helped like stationed yeah. is this huge like uh, neoclassical oh. like, you know, Greco-Roman style Pretty. building with all of the pillars. Yeah. So it's very like that's the state bank. Yep. There you go. <laughs> and I bet... I mean, not the yeah. That's, that's the that's the national. That's the national bank. The yeah. state banks with like here's a log cabin. And here's a piece of garbage on the road. <laughs> here's like a wrapper. Um, this used to be um, like where we store manure, but now the money goes there. <laughs> Our pigsty bank. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave this in. It's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. The meme will already be there. Yeah. Anyway, today we're not talking about banks, but we might be talking about manure. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of. Segway. Because we're going to talk more about war animals. Ooh. Because I had some for the one episode, but then I had some left over, and then I found some new ones. So Ooh, now we have a, girl. a second animal just... war bonus time. Are any of them but pandas? It's not bonus. No. Mm. They don't know how to do it. They, they don't even know how to live. They don't even know yet how to breed and survive, so no, they aren't here. However, camels <laughs> are oh, so gross gross and mean and just... They're actually not very good at living aggressive. in the desert. <laughs> like, tangentially, they're very adapted for yeah, water treks, humps and but stuff. But if you just, like, abandoned one... they the, just die. It wouldn't know what to do. Yeah. Like, they're only good because humans are there leading humans them through. like, hey, buddy, let me help you out. <laughs> hey, buddy, let's go. And camels have been used in lots of war things because lots of wars are in the desert. And mm-hmm. the camels, they're already using them to just move around. <laughs> true or false? Sometimes wars are in the desert. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's tr- two truths. That's two truths. <laughs> Sometimes there are camels in the desert. Camels in the desert. War in the desert. <laughs> Camels in war. Use camels in war in the desert. War camels. Logical, right? (laughs) 
Logic. And most of the time that's in like the Middle East and in like North Africa where it's mm-hmm. lots of desert. Yeah. And like that's just what they use. <laughs> and also where there are camels. Yeah. Like, like you can have a war in, <laughs> you know, Texas, but there aren't a lot of camels in Texas. Right. It's true. <laughs> but uh, How great would that be? And they're uh, – in, in both world wars, they use camels mm-hmm. in those locations because that's what they're already using. So yeah. it's like, well, now we just hold guns while we ride them, and then it's the same. Like gun camels. <laughs> just mount a machine gun <laughs> on a just, camel. Just mount a mini gun on a camel. Um, Amazing. But you said Texas. Uh, in the mid-19th century, mm-hmm. so in, like, mid-1800s, uh-huh. um, the U.S. Army is like, how do we get— uh, stuff to the southeast oh or, or to the southwest, I mean. No way. <laughs> no way. It's really like arid yeah. and deserty, and it's too harsh for like horses and mules. Like they just, you know, they'll just die because they'll get exhausted. Yeah. Um, so then the U.S. Camel Corps. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> you know, I was just like in my head. <laughs> I was berating myself. I'm like, why did you say Texas? Why didn't you say a state where there's like a clearly desert? <laughs> like New Mexico. Like New Mexico. Or Arizona. Like, why didn't you do an actual desert state? I mean, it's pretty deserty in Texas. <laughs> and then you're like, speaking of Texas, Camel Corps. I mean, I'm, I'm not like, talking about specifically Texas, oh, but sure. like states. <laughs> of like, so. what? <laughs> no. Oh, my um, gosh. So, yeah, they order 60-plus camels f- and ship them to America. <laughs> From Camels R Us. Yeah. International. <laughs> From one of those other places we mentioned who has some bonus camels, and they're like, we need some, too. Y'all need some camels? <laughs> and I'm sure the person who heard that was like, what? Like, America's like, can you ship us some camels? And they're like, for, like, the zoo? And they're like, no. Like, they have to be rideable. And they're like, I don't understand. War zoo. What you're talking about, but <laughs> oh my gosh, it's okay. a Sun Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> oh no, that's the best joke I've ever done. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Sun Tzu. I said that you think so. Art of war. <laughs> that's so good. Oh no, <laughs> the art of camel war. Anyway. <laughs> So they order the camels, and I'm sure whoever mailed them was like, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, some <laughs> Go camel. ahead, take some camels. They're like, how much do you want for them? How much desert can America have? Yeah. I'm assuming people in the 1850s don't know a lot about America's climate, so they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, sure. whatever. Sure. Don't you Weirdo. have, like, horses? I don't understand sure, the have point of this. So at first, they get the camels, and they're, like, doing real good. Mm-hmm. They're, like, going on surveying missions and being good boys. They're impressing the people who are handling them um, with their ability to go like little food and no water and just power through. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, they're so good at this. Wow, so good at camel. Wow, why don't they always live here? <laughs> uh, I think we used to. Like prehistorically, we might have had camels. Maybe. They, they just didn't like make it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, they were pretty isolated to a specific area that yeah. they could live in and be okay. But and like you said, if there aren't humans to help them, what are they gonna do? I might be making that up. We America, the Americas had a lot of animals that we don't have anymore. Like we used to have uh, like lions and stuff. True, and you know. Not anymore. Giant sloths. <laughs> I miss them dearly. I, I miss them every day. <laughs> um, but soon they're having problems because, you know, camels are famously irritable. My um, Grumpy boys. My father has a story about when he was uh, 
uh, when he was a teenager, like early 20s, and he went to uh, Israel to live on a farm for sure. a bit. Like you do, naturally. <laughs> like what, how you do. I think everyone when, does at some point. As everyone does. <laughs> uh, and they probably had camels, and they were so nasty because if they were mad at you, they would throw up their own stomach. <laughs> Or, like, one of them. So nasty. And it would just, like, dangle out of their mouth, and they would, like, slap you with it. Yeah. They're so mean it's and so gross. gross. <laughs> They're so gross. They'd make these bubbling they sounds. vomit up their own organs just The to whole time, just like, blah, blah, blah. They always seem so mean. Like, I'm afraid of them. <laughs> like, I want to ride one, you know, like, go to Egypt or something and ride one because it's yeah. fun. But then also, like... I only want to do that if, like, a different person is in charge of it. Yeah. I, like, I, um, I want them to be driving the camel, and I'm just here. <laughs> yeah, like skydiving. You yeah. Just, you're just attached to Tandem. someone. You're just a, a backpack on this ride. Yeah, so that if it gets mad, I can just jump off and run away. Yeah. <laughs> and they can be, and then it won't hit me with its stomach it's in the face. terrible stomach. Anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, they're gross. Um and not only are they being stubborn now and, like, mm-hmm. getting mean. Um, <laughs> why? I wonder why. But they're scaring the other war animals oh, that no. are around. Oh, no. They're like, bullying they're, the yeah. animals. They're just, like, growling at them, and they're like, I hate this. Oh, God. These other animals are just being good military boys, and then they're, like, going to punch them. Gonna kick him in the face. <laughs> like, start throwing their stomach at the horses, and the horses are like, I didn't sign up for this. So that happens right before the Civil War. So that happens. <laughs> and then the, the Camel Corps. And then the Civil War. Yeah. Which, you know, doesn't take place over there. It's mm-hmm. not on the western side not, of America. Not really. We don't do that. Mm-mm. We weren't around. We weren't added on, really. No, it's like there might be stuff like in Texas, but it's not like the main no. fighting. And the reason they were moving stuff over there was, I, I think, for like— potential skirmishes with Mexico. They aren't yeah. worried about us fighting each other over there. Right. So uh, they just discontinue the Camel Corps entirely. So they just, like, set them loose? Bye. Yeah. They're like, well, you're, you're annoying. Well, some of them uh, were bought by private citizens. Oh. oh. And then others just escaped into the wilderness. How? <laughs> okay, bye. And they went all, some of them went all the way to Canada. What? Where residents apparently reported seeing feral camels until the 1930s. Feral camels. In Canada. 19- How are they surviving 19- in Canada? 1930s? Yeah, 1930s. What What would you do if you were in Canada and you just saw a camel? A feral, wild a fer- camel. A feral you're just camel. in the woods. And you're like, maybe I'll see a moose. Maybe I'll see a bear. And then it's a camel? I'd be so scared. <laughs> like, I, I would think I was losing my mind. Yeah, I'd be like, what drugs did I do, hallucinogens, like, before I'm, I came here? I'm about to—this is my brain's final gasp. I would be—yeah, I would be so freaked out. <laughs> this is it. This is the end. It's like, what? Because <laughs> it's like—I mean, I guess, That's like, wild. the only thing that I would be able to think was that it escaped from a zoo. Right. You just like has a zoo? But if I'm in the middle of nowhere in the wilderness, yeah, and I'm like, what? Gosh, it's so weird. Because I know camels do well because you know deserts get cold. Yeah, they they can live sure. in cold environments. That's not. It's just, but like the biome's so different. Yeah, that I'm like, that's so weird. Like all of the like flora and everything is way different. That I'm like, that's crazy. That they were just like, let's just try to eat some stuff and see if it works. And I know I said that hmm. camels weren't actually very well equipped to live in the middle of, like, the Sahara. Sure. You know, pure sand, 
no water. No real food. nothing is well adapted to live there, actually. Right. It's very hard to live there. Yeah. Uh, but I, my first guess wouldn't have been, oh, but Canada's probably where they'll thrive. Yeah, they'll love it in Canada. They're going to really like Canada, though. <laughs> I bet. I wonder if there are any left. I don't know. Because that's the last time they've seen one, but I'm oh, like, no. maybe they're hiding. Oh, my gosh. Canada's Bigfoot is a camel. <laughs> they're cryptid is a camel. <laughs> it's a cryptid camel. Because we imported them during the war or right before the war. Well, that's the tale, but who knows? So, until the 1990s, this is our next one. Oh, my God. um, There was was a secret uh, part of the Navy. Oh. The Marine Mammal Program. Ooh, dolphins? Had been recruiting and training sea creatures for more than 40 years. (gasps) What a fun job. (laughs) To murder people. Yeah. Yeah. Murder, like, otters. In the 60s... Um, they were enlisted by the U.S. and the so- and the Soviet Union to use during the Cold War. Yeah, I mean, of course. Yeah, people we're did both lo- doing it. People did the weirdest stuff in the Cold War. <laughs> Nothing was untouchable. And early on, they're like, "What animals do we use? Like, which ones are going to work?" Mm-hmm. And quickly, they try to use killer whales, orcas. They try to use seals. Um, but they decide pretty quickly bottlenose dolphins and California sea lions are the business. Oh. They're the ones cool. that'll do it. I'm just imagining, what if you were just like the idiot in the Navy <laughs> and you're like, what if we used manatees? <laughs> sea cows. Sea cows. <laughs> <laughs> just ship some sea cows to Moscow. Uh, so because they have... You know, really good underwater senses because that's where they live. Yeah. And they are immune to the bends because that's where they live, down mm-hmm. where you'd get the bends. Yeah. Um, they were used uh, in Vietnam, uh, in the oh. Persian Gulf. Oh. And at naval bases on the home front. Wow. Like Pearl Harbor just have dolphins. Oh, no. I don't know if they—I don't think they had— them <laughs> back when the bad ha- happened in Pearl Harbor. Yeah. I'm saying after that. Sure. Well, we're using it again. The, these dolphins will stop another Pearl Harbor <laughs> yeah, from happening. Yeah, they'll keep the Japanese out of here. <laughs> the Japanese <laughs> Air Force. The, yep. These dolphins will save, save us. They'll save us. <laughs> um, so what What are they doing is the question. Uh, right? Very little, I imagine. <laughs> um, they're discovering and marking sea mines. Oh, that's useful. And, because they're too lightweight to trigger them. Mm. So they like could bump into them and then they're like, it's right here. That's like uh, so much more useful than I suspected yeah. they would be. And they're, and they're using like echolocation to find them too. Yeah. So they get trained just to like, this is what you're looking for. And they're like, cool. And over here, you know, they get fed for it. So they're like, yeah. it's just a game for them. Do whatever you want. Yeah. And they're not dying. So it's fun. Yes. <laughs> Instead so. of like, they find a mine and explode. They put a bomb on a dog and then let it run. It's like, oh, have you seen that? So they have like, you know, that they have like bomb sniffing dogs. And there's like a few countries. Yeah, I mean, more than a few. But there's there's a lot of countries that have like old mines in them where they used like where they had battles in like mm-hmm. World War Two. Yeah. They're still there. And they're still there. And they're really dangerous. So you could just step on one and die. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, so there's like a, an organization. I don't remember what it's called. Run that like Princess Diana started. Oh. And it's run by... Um, oh Prince Harry, I think. I, I thought its name was just called Run. No. <laughs> like, I don't know dark. what it's called. That's dark. Um, 
But Princess Diana started it, and then uh, I think Prince Harry is the one who's, like, in charge of it now. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to, like, demine, like, all the countries by a certain date, and they're working on doing it right now. But I watched this um, news thing where they were using... Uh, rats, mm. big old African rats. Oh my gosh! Because they can smell them, mm. and they don't like they're too small to oh, trip them. Oh, they're so small. So they'll like dig a little bit where the, where it is, mm-hmm. so that you can remember. And then like people workers will like put a flag right there, oh. and then they move on, and they just use them in a big grid. But they have them like little leashes. These oh, rats, little leash rats. I mean, they're big rats, but it's little, very cute. Little, they're like the worst dogs, but also good boys. <laughs> they're really good. <laughs> Right, because the thing is, like, they use dogs sometimes, too, but, like, sometimes dogs can trip them. Yeah. Like, dogs are heavier, right, obviously. So they're like, well, we don't want anything to die while we're doing this. And you can use, like, robots, but they're really bad at it. Yeah. Like, they're not very good at, like, the... Uh, like, problem solving and... No, and, and like, they'll, they'll set them off, too. Yeah. And you don't want them to go off. But, like, they're not very good at, like, the grid-based mm. nature that it needs to be, like, where you scour every inch of this area. Yeah. Um, but I think recently they, like, cleared out a whole country. So oh, I was like, good nice. for you. Yeah. And Princess Diana, like, famously, I guess, I think she walked, like, there was, like, this area where there was, like, buried mines, and she just, like, casually walked through it by herself to be, like. Bold. Yeah, just to be, like, I'm not afraid, but it is dangerous. Like, and and to be, like, this, like, we know there are mines here, and I didn't trip any, but I could have. You know, and, like, that's the problem is, like, people could just be, like, oh, well, if you can just walk through it, it's fine. And it's, like, no, it's not. Because I could have just died. So it's like uh, your entire country is like a booby trap. Yeah, exactly. What? And they usually, I I don't, it's not like their entire country for most places. Like they usually know where they are in the field or whatever because they know where they were fighting. Mm -hmm. So they're like, this is where they put them. Yeah. But they're still there, which is a problem. And like a lot of them are like probably don't work anymore, but a lot of them do. So Mm -hmm. it's bad. Yeah. Anyway, that wasn't on my thing. That's a side note. <laughs> Little rat boys. Little baby rats. Except for they're big rats. <laughs> <laughs> big baby rats. Big baby rats. On leashes. Uh, but sea lions, that's what the, the dolphins are doing. They're mm-hmm. finding the mines. Sea lions are diving hundreds of feet down and recovering lost or suspicious objects. Oh. They're playing <laughs> fetch. Yeah. Um, probably like... You know, it like uh, different like ammunition or like pieces of boats or something like mm-hmm. anything that's like down there related. And yeah. I'm sure they're also bringing up like boots and stuff. <laughs> I know they don't know what you want. <laughs> they're just like, I just want to fish. Yeah, it's fun. And, is and this... every time I bring something up, they give me a treat. I love it. <laughs> this is the best game. Uh, and both of uh, both of the dolphins and the seals, or sea lions, sorry, not seals, are taught. Uh, to guard harbors and ships by detecting unauthorized intruders, such as enemy divers. Beat them up while they're down there. How freaked out would you be (laughs) if you're, like, deep in the water at night? And dolphins will just kill people. And suddenly there's just, like, animals attacking you. That dolphin will just drown you. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, ha, ha, ha. Dolphins are mean. They'll sexually assault you before it kills you. It's true. It's terrible. They're awful. Well, it's part of the military, so hopefully it's been trained not to rape. Hopefully. uh, (laughs) Hopefully. Questionable. (laughs) Um, But when Russia occupied and annexed the Ukrainian Autonomous Republic of Crimea in March 2014, so Mm -hmm. pretty recently. We all remember um, that. It included among the spoils the Ukrainian Navy's military dolphin program. Oh, no. (laughs) Not the dolphins. They took the dolphins, too. So rude. so 
weird. Yeah, is, I think it's weird, too. Does Ukraine too. have an ocean? It's gotta. I'm pretty sure. Isn't like... <laughs> I'm like, why did I think it was landlocked? Doesn't it touch a sea? Like I mean, the it's southern? got to. That's why Russia wants it, right? Yeah. Well, let me look. Pretty sure on the south. It's like on the Black Sea or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it, yeah. Is it the black one down there? Caspian. Uh, no, Caspian's more east. Is it? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know why. I always think it's like... I always think it's more like Austria, just like and, small yeah. and internal. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there are a lot of big countries right around them that are all kind of the same shape that are mm-hmm. landlocked. So. Yeah. I get you. Uh, no, because when you said that, I'm like, I don't think so. But I also was like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So but it, then why would they have dolphins? It doesn't touch the ocean, but it touches the Black Sea. There we go. I was right about which sea it was. Yeah. Was so smart. <laughs> but like nailed it. Russia does too. They will want more access, Haley, and the dolphins. Want Come more on. and dolphins. You, don't, you have no idea how good Ukrainian dolphin military is. <laughs> it's incredible. State secrets, dolphin secrets. R- Russia can't even hope to be as good as Ukrainian dolphin military. <laughs> they have to steal it. Need Ukraine dolphins. Need. So now we're gonna talk about Wojtek. <gasps> Yay! Um, or my, my baby boy, or if you want to be more white about it, Woltek. <laughs> but that's not what we're gonna call him. I mean, as if he wasn't already very white. Yeah, but even more American about it. Yeah, um, Wojtek is a Syrian brown bear who was adopted by troops from a Polish supply company. Yes, who purchased him while they were stationed in Iran. I I love him. He's the most pol. It's like. One of the most Polish stories I've ever heard. Yeah, it's very... It's like, you're one of us now. Very cute. We adopt they you. They just see a little bear, and they're like, we want that <laughs> in Iran. <laughs> you're us now. We'll take a bear. You're our baby, and we, um, are your, we are your dads now. So they were worried that he's going to die in the Ukra- or Iranian... Ukrainian. We was just talking about Ukraine. In the Iranian wilderness, right? Because I think... They were worried that they were just going to, like, release him, and then he's a baby, so he's just going to die. Mm-hmm. And so then they're like, no, we'll take him. So they bought him, and Aww. they named him uh, Wojtek. Wojtek. Mm-hmm. Little baby baby boy. Little baby boy. Oh, I have a picture. Open. Mm, he's so cute. <laughs> and, they, and they give him, like, a little, like, yeah. He's so cute. <laughs> little baby bear. Little oh, baby boy. He's so small. <laughs> And then he grow up. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, he grew up drinking condensed milk from a vodka bottle. Yes, as good Polish babies do. And beer. Mm-hmm. As good <laughs> Polish babies do. Um, and to prove that he is a natural backline soldier, is what they're calling him, um, he developed a taste for beer, like we said, and mm-hmm. cigarettes. He yes. likes to smoke. <laughs> yes. The bear. Yep. One um, of the boys. And he can even salute. Yes. So bears are smart. It's right in. Yeah. Uh, he really likes the soldiers, and he would, like, playfully wrestle with them, which, like, <laughs> how scary is that kind of, though? Uh, yeah. You're like, ha, it's fun. And then you're like, is he going to kill me, though? <laughs> like, at any moment. <laughs> it's probably he can just wreck you. less scary when he has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> 
kind of when you're used to it. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's scary if you're, like, the new guy in the troop. Yeah, if you're like, the if new you, guy. If you were there when they bought him, you're like, oh, he's cute. He's our baby boy. But if you're, like, a new private, you're like, oh, God, he Uh-oh. is actually going to kill me. And he is my superior. Also, why are we just cool that there's a bear here? Uh, there's a bear, and they're like, what bear? You mean Voitech? Yeah. Don't be rude. <laughs> he outranks you, soldier. <laughs> that is your superior. <laughs> you will respect him. <laughs> go get, go to the store and buy him some cigarettes. <laughs> go get Voitech he cigarettes. He prefers this brand. <laughs> and if it's the wrong one, he will hit you. Yes. And he's like, oh. <laughs> You'll be next. <laughs> um, so the Polish troops move. Um, at you know, as war happens, you gotta move. Mm-hmm. And Wojtek comes too. Yep. Um, they go to Iraq, Palestine, Egypt, and eventually Italy. And he's there the whole time. Yeah, he loves Italy. Having a great time. It's like, man, the wine's good. Ooh, there's babes, pasta, and meatballs. Oh my gosh, all is all the good like some good fish. So he grows to be more than eight hundred and eighty pounds. Bears big. Uh, four hundred kilograms. And he's six feet tall, mm-hmm. uh, 1.8 meters tall. So he's a big boy. He grows up to be a, a good old big boy. And they use that big boy strength to their advantage because mm-hmm. the main thing he's doing is carrying weapons and munitions uh, way faster than humans can do. Yeah. So they're just strapping him, and then he's just barreling towards soldiers. <laughs> yeah. Running. Uh, you're like, oh, no. That's terrifying. Oh, oh you, I'll poop my pants right now. <laughs> also, like, I'd be scared to shoot him because I'd be scared that it wouldn't kill him, and then he'd just come attack me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather be shot. He's going to be mad. Yeah. You're so going to make him mad. It's okay. It's, uh, it's like 800 pounds of tank, actual tank. Yeah. Uh, when they're deployed to Italy uh, to support Britain, uh, pets aren't allowed on the transport ship. He's not a pet. I don't know why that's even being brought up. <laughs> well, and the Polish force got around this by officially enlisting him as a private. So oh. before that, he didn't actually have a rank. Well, that, okay. And then now they're Yay. like, no, no, he's a private. He's in the army. <laughs> he's in the army, though. He's not a pet. He works with us. He's my coworker. He's on the payroll. Yeah. <laughs> We pay him in cigarettes and beer. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine the staff like, uh-huh, and Private Voit? Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Private Voitech, you're looking down, and it's just the shadow comes over. It's, it's bear. Oh. Mm. Yeah. And they're like, what? This is Voitech. And he's like, this is Private Voitech. It's like a cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> smells like vodka. Roaring at you. Yeah. He's a good boy. He looks like a soldier to me. He's my son. Just go ahead. <laughs> and he's like, oh, gosh, peed myself. Um, so he's enlisted as a private soldier in the supply company um, with his own pay book, rank, <laughs> yes. serial number. Yes. And eventually he gets to the rank of corporal in the Polish army. Good for so you. So he's going up the ladder. Good boy. I wonder when they decide he needs a promotion. <laughs> I don't know. Like, at what point are they like, you know When he what? does a really good job. When he's a good boy. Exactly. Just the same as, <laughs> the like, same way. regular people. <laughs> the same way the normal yeah. army does when it. When you're a really good boy, we'll give you a promotion. 
<laughs> you'll get an extra little star on your sash. Duh. And then you'll be a corporal. Um, so he slept in a specially constructed truck crate that Aww. they made for him. A little bit. Um, or he'd sleep in the tents with the soldiers. I mean, yeah. Just snuggle up with them. <laughs> My papa's. He just holding you. <laughs> that must be so warm. <laughs> He's like, I want to be the little spoon. <laughs> I am the little spoon. He's like, like the arm isn't anywhere near around him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And bears are so furry. Like, if you, like, have your hand and you just, like, ex- stick it in. Stick it in. Like, your fur. Like, it goes up to your wrist. Yeah, it's just it's gone. It's so dense. Your hand's gone. Uh, so in 1944, Wojtek was sent uh, with his unit to the Monte Casino. Uh, in Italy. That's just what it's called. Oh, hell yeah. I don't, think, I don't know if it's a casino. <laughs> Time to get rich, boys. Uh, during one of the bloodiest battles of World War II. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. We all die. We all gonna die. <laughs> Where he carried crates of ammunition, like he's supposed to. He's on the supply chain. Mm-hmm. Um, and he carried munition along with his friends and never dropped a crate the whole battle. That's probably why they were like, you get a promotion. Promotion for also, that Also, some of our corporals died in that. So <laughs> we need to. We need some new ones. We need it on the books that we have more corporals. It's embarrassing <laughs> if we don't have enough. Yeah, we need a corporal to live through this war. Especially because no offense, but it is like the Polish army. They aren't like known for having a super awesome army, I don't think. They, they're they so fiery, they just don't get a lot of wins. Yeah. B- like big wins. Yeah, yeah. They have small wins and then all the countries around them are like don't care. And they're just like most most Eastern European countries aren't really known for their military capabilities mm-hmm. because they just, I don't know. Not anymore. No. 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 They had their heyday. Yeah. It's over now. In like the 1600s. Yeah. <laughs> Modernly, <laughs> no. So in his later years, Wojtek, uh, once he's retired mm-hmm. from the army, right, um, he's, he's a, what's it called, discharged but not, mm-hmm. like, on good good behavior. He's he did a good job. Honorably discharged. Yes, honorably discharged. Uh, he lives at the Edinburgh Zoo in Scotland. <gasps> he's still there? I don't think oh. so. I'm like, this was he's in so old. <laughs> okay. No, that's just where he lives then. He's, um, like, outlived every veteran. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he does not. Um, but that's where he, he gets adopted, too, mm-hmm. after the war is over. Um, and he's very popular in the United Kingdom. Like, they have statues of him and stuff. Yeah. Like, they love him. He's a good boy. Um, It's, like, it's funny to me because we've talked about Jumbo Mm -hmm. and how, you know, um, P.T. Barnum stole him from England and how upset they were. Mm Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, like, they just love animals at the zoo so much. And I'm like, this is your replacement for the elephant that we stole. You get this war bear. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, uh, it's nice because, like, um... Like, Poland doesn't get to be Poland after the war anymore. Yeah. And it's like... Retiring in Scotland's pretty nice. Yeah. A lot of people in Poland wish they could retire to Scotland (laughs) after the war. Instead of staying there in Poland. Poland. But he appears on children's TV shows and stuff Uh uh, until his death in 1963. I wonder how they talked to him. I don't know. I mean, if they had, like, a Polish translator. Oh, sure. There to talk to him. Yeah. It's like when you, like, talk to pets. Because right, he only knows Polish. He only knows Polish. Yeah. If you tell him to sit, he doesn't know what it means in English, yeah, probably. Cool. He just hits you. He's like, cigarettes. Cigarettes. You can't, <laughs> can't give me cigarettes. <laughs> and, and beer. Needs more beer. 
Um, but his legacy lives on in the Polish army because uh, the official emblem for the Polish 22nd Transport Company is a bear carrying an artillery shell. Oh, baby boy. <laughs> Very cute. Love him. Now I have to tell you about Turpitz. Mm, I think you said a word wrong. Nope, that's his name. Turpitz. I think it's a he. It might be a she. Nope, she. Turp, I'm telling turp, you about Turpitz. Turpitz. So she's a mascot of Her Majesty's Glasgow during the First World War. Mm-hmm. So she's just on the boat. Pig. Oh, what a mascot. Pig. pig. She's a pig. She's a pig. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Remember our fancy pig last time, our king pig? <laughs> king pig. Uh, king Neptune, is that his name? <laughs> <laughs> Who like tore, he was like actual Captain America. Mm-hmm. So this is their mascot pig on their boat. I'm imagining there should be like an animal, uh, like animal farm. Yeah, recreation of uh, Marvel properties where Kingpin is King Pig. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but Turpitz at first was being carried on a German warship, um, the SMS Dresden, in 1914 for food. Oh. I'm going to eat the pig. Going to eat the pig. hmm Oh. Uh, but then the boat sank in March 1915. Oh. Turpitz on the boat when it sinks. So uh, everybody bails off the boat. Uh-huh. And they just leave Turpitz there. Oh, no. On the boat. She's like Rose. Uh, but she manages to escape and swim away. Oh, my gosh. Uh, she's spotted by the crew of the nearby Her Majesty's Glasgow by one of the soldiers <laughs> Who jumps in to rescue oh, her? Oh, so cute! And almost drowns while he's trying to save that pig. Yeah, <laughs> because it's hard to save a pig from drowning. Mm-hmm. I bet. Probably when you try to help them, they probably are pretty upset still. <laughs> when they're big enough that you keep them on transport ships for food, yeah, probably hard. Yeah, big fat pig. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crew awards Turpitz because Turpitz is safe. Puts him on the boat, awards it a fake iron cross, which is this rude. Just give her a real iron cross. What about the guy who saved her? <laughs> what did he get? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. <laughs> he died. He's lost it. Yeah, he no, drowned. No, no medal for him. No. Um, but that's a German military honor for remaining on the boat uh, after the rest of the crew had left. <laughs> Turpitz was still there. The only honorable German. <laughs> yep. The, the big Turpitz. <laughs> Uh, Turpitz served as Glasgow's mascot until 1916 when she retired to the Whale Island Gunnery School near Portsmouth. Whoa. <laughs> so she's only their mascot for like a year, mm-hmm. but um, she's auctioned off for pork in 1919. No. Yeah. Come on. But they raise 1,785 pounds for the British Red Cross by doing it. You can't eat someone <laughs> who has a cross. However, Iron Cross. Turpitz's head was mounted and given to the War Museum in London. Oh my gosh. Where it remains currently. It's a little dark. <laughs> Imagine if uh, all war hero stories ended in, and then they beheaded him and stuffed him and put him in a war museum. And they sold him for food. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh. Um, but Turpitz's feet were made into handles for a carving set. That traveled with the Glasgow in World War II. A what? A Ge- carving set? That's just, Yeah, that's what it says. I don't know. Like. For, like, knives, I for guess? For dining? Yeah. Huh. They turned her feet into knives. So every time you eat pork, you're holding her hands. Yeah. When you do it. Um, giving Turpitz the dubious honor of serving aboard the ship for two wars. Oh, my gosh. And I'm gosh. like, I don't think it counts the second <laughs> I don't, time. I don't know if you Once know how. turn them... <laughs> 
into silverware. I don't know if it counts anymore. So we took this uh, person and we skinned them, <laughs> and they served on our ship for 40 years. Yeah. I don't think that's... No. Um, I think once they're dead, it doesn't count anymore I don't know serving. if that's service anymore. Yep. I don't, I don't like it. Ooh, that's dark. <laughs> that's pretty dark, friend. But to bring it back up at the end here, we've got Stubby. Oh, no. Stubby's a dog. Stubby the dog. Uh, I read this article, and it was so, like, some of it was so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, it began in Connecticut. Whoa. <laughs> it's like, whoa. It was raining. Stubby was no ordinary stray dog. <laughs> No. But that's how he started out. Destined for greatness. So Stubby's a stray mm-hmm. in Connecticut. Yeah. And one day he's just like living his life, running around, and he shows up to Yale University for class. Oh. <laughs> um, and there are soldiers training to deploy to France for World War One. Uh-huh. So he's like, cool. I want to go. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to go or two. <laughs> so he comes in, and they call him Stubby because he has a very stubby tail. Oh, cute. Um, and immediately all of the men in there are like, he's the best, and I'm obsessed with his dog. <laughs> I love him. I want to take him with me. Um, we're not exactly sure how he gets to France, but there's a story about a private Conroy is his owner uh, that he stowed him away on the ship. Yeah. And when he was found angrily by, you know, his superior, um, because he's like, why did you bring this dog? You brought your pet dog? And he's right. like, oh, like, he's really cute. He's like, be a though. real soldier. Um, that Stubby saluted the commander. That's a good trick. Yeah. And that the commander was so tickled by this that he let him stay. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's like, I, fine. I get it. I mean, he's he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I guess he <laughs> does no protocol. Yeah. That's allowed. Uh, so once they're in France, Stubby turns out to be incredibly helpful to them. Uh, he saves the entire division by finding and detaining a German spy for them. What? There's a guy trying to sneak into their camp. And Stubby hears him, runs out there, and just latches onto that dude oh and my starts <laughs> and drags him in and is like, Welcome to the camp! Yeah, and he's like, Nyeh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, they talk about how the dog would stole out of the trenches. Like, they, they're in, he's in a trench. Yeah. He jumps out and he's like, That's a German. <laughs> like, he knows. That's a German. He knows what the Germans look like. And he's like, Oh, get him. He's, he's a racist dog. He knows how to. <laughs> Had to spot him. I have a quote that says, attempts by the German to deceive the dog were futile. <laughs> He's too smart. Dogs are smart for you. They got a smell, too. <laughs> That's right. We can smell the sausage on that German. <laughs> I can smell the crowd on you. <laughs> Sour German smell. <laughs> it's like, you don't smell like family. Um, apparently, I don't know if it's a different German or if it's the same thing, but apparently he caught... He, a German spy hiding in the bushes. And after that, which I'm like, really, Germans? The bushes? It's <laughs> the best you can do. The height of spying is bush. Yeah. Um, but after that, he's promoted to a sergeant. Wow. Stubby. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder what his owner is at. <laughs> I actually uh, have something to tell you about that at the end. <laughs> uh, and he's the only dog to have such a position in the U.S. Army at that time. Oh. So he's the fanciest dog yeah. there is. Uh, Stubby also apparently learned 
um, like, he could hear when the bombs were incoming, and he'd wake everybody up. Oh, um, that's so nice. So that they could, like, you know, try to get away before explosions happened or, mm-hmm. like, just check out where they thought the bombs would be coming. Yeah. Um, he suffered some injury, mostly from, like, mustard gas. Mm, yeah. Um, because they're in the trenches, you know. And dogs are so sensitive yeah. in their, like, nose. Right. Uh, and I think he suffered some, like, physical injuries, too. But, like, generally, that's the yeah. the most of it. Um, I have a quote from Kurt Dean, who's Conroy's grandson, mm-hmm. from one of the articles I read. Uh, said, my grandfather was always clear. He was a service dog. He gave the troops comfort. He gave them support. He used to run through the trenches and warn them about gas attacks. He used to go outside the trenches into this sort of no man's land between the U.S. and the German trenches and stand by soldiers who had been injured until Aww. the medics could come and get them. What a good boy. Mm-hmm. Dogs are so smart <laughs> they're sometimes. so good. We don't deserve dogs. No, they're incredible. <laughs> they're so good. And that's a thing, like... You know, from from reading these that I'm like, you know, I don't want animals to be used in war, like, to be killed, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want them to die. Yeah. But, like, he's so useful, you know? And it's, like, it's so nice when they're just like, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to do this together. Yeah, like, don't, like, strap bombs to him. No. But also, like, don't strap bombs to people. Right. Either. Right. <laughs> just treat them like people, please. And, it's, it and just then it's nice. It blows my mind sometimes how much these animals just like pick up yeah i'm like i've tried to train my dog to just lie down (laughs) and it's struggling it won't do it and it won't it can't do it even when i try to bribe it with little bits of chicken (laughs) doesn't care this one knows how to like warn for incoming bombs and take down german spies and like find german spies Mm -hmm. in the nighttime yeah which I guess mine could do, but it does that with everything that moves. <laughs> yeah. So, like... It's not running over there to, like, help save you from the Germans. It's just, yeah. like, barking loudly, like, there's a thing. I see a thing. It's like, it also could just be a rat. I don't care. <laughs> I know. It could be the mailman. <laughs> yeah. It could be someone walking on the street. <laughs> it could be a person in our company, and it's like, there's somebody right there. You're like, shush, we're trying Who to... Who the hell is we're that? We're trying to be sneaky. <laughs> Scary? Who's that? And Stubby's like, I know that one's a German. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's not one of mine. He knows. Um, one of the most frequent questions, though, apparently, that was asked in by the soldiers in the 102nd Infantry Regiment, the 26th Infantry Division that Stubby's in, mm-hmm. is, where's Stubby? Um, because he would just disappear, apparently, for weeks at a time. Just <gasps> bye-bye. Double agent. And um, No, he would never. No. Uh, and they would have no idea where he was. Uh-huh. Just mystery. Gone. Mm. Um, and I have a quote that says, uh, and there was a whole fear that he had been killed or whatever. Sure. Uh, and my grandfather would say, he always comes back and is he- with his head held high and his stubby tail up in the air. Yay. And knew right where my grandfather was. That's it so was cute. Amazing. Uh, and these troops wouldn't stay still. They would be moving around, and he always came right back and knew exactly where my grandfather was. So he's, like, tracking them to figure out where they went while my, he was gone. My heart. Yeah. I love it. He's, no, he's performing secret operations by himself. Yeah, he has, like, little missions. He's, yeah, he's, like, in the CIA. Yeah. Like, I gotta go do some other stuff. <laughs> he's from Connecticut. By myself. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. He just happened to be there at Yale. Just happened to be super good at everything. <laughs> totally. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um... 
appear and he like comes back, Stubby, even after he's been adopted by French soldiers that oh, he like was visiting. So cute. Um he's going and like offering comfort to the allies. Yeah, like he finds some other soldiers who are just like, Hi, and then they're like feeding him and hanging out with him, and then he's like, Oh, I think I gotta go find my people now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Stay strong. Yeah. Keep strong in the war. He salutes them. Bye. Right, because he can tell that they're not German. So he's like, these are my friends. Right. like, And they are. <laughs> wow. And they're like, great. Uh, hi, buddy. And they're not worried that he's a German dog. <laughs> they're like, perfect. Welcome. Um, also, who taught him how to speak French? CIA. <laughs> the CIA. <laughs> he's like, bonjour. And they're like, oh. Uh, bonjour. Oh, wee oui, wee. Oui. <laughs> bark, bark. J'adore. Le chien. <laughs> Um, Doggo. He was, uh, I have a quote, uh, or it's it's in quotations. He was known to three presidents. Whoa. So three presidents knew about him. He, um, they would just like get, get him on the line. Yeah, call Stubby. Call Stubby. <laughs> um, and he had his picture taken with General John Blackjack Pershing, uh, who is the highest ranking service member at the time since George Washington. Oh, wow. So he's a fancy boy. Wait, the say that again. Highest ranking... Highest ranking service member, General John Pershing, was the highest ranking member since George Washington in our military. I'm confused by They that. made him like a big, like this guy was like a big fancy general, mm. of, a charge of everybody. An extra general. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, uh, he and he got a picture with Stubby. Stubby. Because that's how important Stubby is. Uh, he's the official mascot <laughs> currently. Like, that's how important that general is. No, Stubby. <laughs> he got to take yeah. a picture with Stubby. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, he's the official mascot of Georgetown University, uh, which is where Conroy studied law after the war. So his private studied law there. Cute. Um, and he learned how to push the football around. Oh. So on the field during halftime, they'd put him out there and he'd push it around. People were like, Yeah! <laughs> He's, He's an, so good at football. An all-American hero. <laughs> There's nothing this dog can't do. Uh, he's an honorary member of the Red Cross. Oh, my god! And the American Legion and the YMCA. Of course. Yeah. Um, and the YMCA would give him a place to sleep and up to three bones a day. I mean, he's he a, needed to go somewhere. He's a, a decorated veteran. Of course. Of course. Uh, I have another quote. It says, the backdrop for it was this horrendous, horrendous war. Just the volume of destruction was just so unfathomable. Just sending people out in cloth uniforms against machine gun fire. Just the waste makes it a very dark war. Mm-hmm. And yet there was a story that ran through it that had so much hope in it. Yeah. A little stubby. A little stubby. Helping out. Uh, like I said, he got wounded and gassed, but he was okay. Yeah. He still lived afterwards. Um, and he's got a coat for his um, decorated oh, arm um, that is on, I think it's a, I have to check. Uh, a, so they have a taxidermy of the dog, but it's not stubby. Or maybe it is stubby. Um, but they put his ashes inside the taxidermy. Mm-hmm. And then they put the coat on him that's got his like fancy medals on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know where he is? Where? He's in the Smithsonian with Cher oh, Ami right next to him. With Cher Ami. Mm-hmm. friends. Cute. <laughs> it's very cute. Um, we need to go to the Smithsonian just like find all these boys. Yeah, they're front and center in Price of Freedom, Americans at War exhibition at the Smithsonian National Museum of Ma- American History. So cute. So we can see all these precious boys. So cute. 
Um, so Stubby died in Conroy's arms in uh, 1926. Mm. Uh, he's just a wonderful dog. <laughs> just beautiful. Nobody knows what breed he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people think that he was a pit bull or a boxer. We don't have any pictures or anything. There are pictures, but uh, people talk about too, like the dog breeds look different because it's like almost it's like a hundred yeah. years ago. Yeah. So they're like, I don't know. I mean, uh, and it sounds like he was just like from the streets. He was probably yeah, mixed. He's, yeah, he's a mixed stray, probably a mutt. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a quote that was basically like from from the grandson, I think, that was basically just like, I mean. You see whatever you want to see. You know, like Stubby, it's like if you like this kind of dog, Stubby's that kind of dog. Mm-hmm. And if you like this one, it's that one. And Cute. The people have been like, like I don't remember what kind. It's like a Boston Terrier or something that they mm-hmm. said that he looks like. And I'm like, kind of. But, like, he's bigger than a Boston Terrier. But then people are like, well, Boston Terriers are different 100 years ago. And so it's like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But it's a mystery. Yeah. But I'm like, what is more all-American than that we don't know? <laughs> like that you're just a, like a – melting pot of a dog yeah like in the war with us very cute um so cute there's a movie about stubby is it new yeah it's called sergeant stubby an american (laughs) hero and it debuted in the spring of 2018 it's an animated movie interesting yeah it's very new it's an animated movie Mm -hmm. about stubby so we need to watch that we gotta watch it yeah i think we have to do a watch along about it because it looks it looks very cute oh cute um is this like the comic that you were reading no okay um (laughs) completely unrelated okay uh no but uh like real stars are in it that i've heard of Mm -hmm. like helena bonham carter's in it uh logan lerman is in it Mm -hmm. i've heard of him um like Gerard Depardieu, I think is in it. Oh. Like famous people. <laughs> and I was like, oh, people with real names. Great. <laughs> so it's apparently a big deal. I, I've never seen anything about it before, so I was just like, okay, mm. sure. Um, if you say so. Apparently, there. When this article was written that I read about him, they're currently in talks to try to allow sales of a plush version version of Stubby mm-hmm. um, for the Red Cross so that they can uh, benefit a nonprofit program that sends dogs to visit soldiers at the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center in Bethesda, Maryland. That's nice. Very nice. Yeah. And, like, makes a lot of sense. Um, I have a quote here. It says, Stubby originally, after he died, spent a lot of time in the lobby of the American Red Cross in Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they thought so the thought is to have a statue of Stubby at the American Red Cross because he was a permanent member. So they're trying to get a statue of him, too, Yeah. at the American Red Cross, which is very cute, if they haven't already. Beautiful Because this baby. was from a couple of years ago, I yeah. think, because the movie was coming out, so then people were talking about him. Wanted to cash um, in on it. Yeah, Dean said uh, he promised his grandfather that he would do everything possible to keep Stubby's memory alive. Mm-hmm. I used to always ask him why he never got another dog, Dean oh, said to his no. grandfather. He could never have another one. No. And he made it very clear to me that Stubby was so special and so unique that he just couldn't imagine another dog being able to fill that role. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but you were asking me earlier what the what uh, like what his rank was. Private Conroy's rank was yeah. when it was Sar- when Sergeant <laughs> what Stubby. Private Conroy's rank was. Um mm-hmm. apparently 
all military dogs are one rank above their handlers in oh, America. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it says, my quote says, this is to maintain order and discipline among soldiers so that if they abuse, neglect, or even fail to heed the feedback of the dogs, especially with bomb or drug sniffers, that the soldiers can be punished. That's so cool. Yeah. I love that. Right? Hmm. They're like, no, no, no. Like, no, no. you have to listen to this dog <laughs> and take gotta, care of it. You got to listen to it. And if you him. don't, you're going to get court-martialed, so mm-hmm. do it. That's such a great way to ensure the well-being of their animals. Right. So I was like, it's very nice. But that's it. Stubby was our last one. Mm-hmm. Sweet little boy. Sweet, smart boy. Just doing so good. Doing the right thing. The good the good things. The right things. Yeah. Good boy. Love him. Aww. He joins the ranks of Cher Ami and Sergeant Reckless. <laughs> just the best animals <laughs> that could be in a war. Oh, I'm so glad I just came back from my trip. Otherwise, I would be just yearning for some pet time Yeah, right now. <laughs> You're like, but I'm good now because I got all the pets. One of our corgis, their tail was docked a bit longer than is normal. Mm-hmm. So they have like a little stub tail that wags. <laughs> it's very cute. We call, it, we call it our little bunny butt. It's very cute. Little bunny butt. That's adorable. And it just like wags all the time. She's a little stubby too. I know. Cute. Uh, but thank you for joining us today, Hysterical History. Hope you had a good time learning about more aminals. Aminals. Um, we got sent a really cool uh, picture mm-hmm. of soldiers in, oh, yeah. in animal shape that uh, I think we'll probably post. We could probably post that. I don't yeah. think they would mind. Related. Um, so you can check it out. But it's very cute. The, just the, the relationship between... Militaries and animals can be very, very cute mm-hmm. and very nice. And that it's like it doesn't matter. I mean, it sort of matters <laughs> uh, who it is, but like that we've, you know, like a lot of the ones we talked about have been American, but then, you know, like we talked about Voltec mm-hmm. or Wojtek, sorry. So Polish ones and and uh, that German trying to save that pig. <laughs> so it's just very, a lot of attachment. Yeah. You know? Love our animals. Well, and, like, especially when, like, such, like, kind of terrible things are happening, especially when you're seeing humans do really terrible things, that it's, like, really refreshing to just have an animal that you're, like, yeah, they don't have any, like, evil motives going on. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just working with us, doing their job, and being kind. Yeah. So, yay. Just being good boys. Just good Good boys boys and girls girls all around. Just, Just good babes. Yep. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> you can email us, hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or, or other places, probably. And thank you to our Patreons. Our patrons on the Patreon. Uh, to Kathleen, Caitlin, Ashley, Lorena, and Josh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. You guys are so nice. And if y'all want to join us on the Patreon, you can do that. Patreon.com slash Hysterical History. Or just search Hysterical History on there. Or Google it. Mm-hmm. You'll find a way. You'll. F- I believe in you. If you search History, lots of other stuff comes up. <laughs> if you search Hysterical, very few things come up. <laughs> it's much easier that way. Uh, not a lot of money going into hysterical causes. Which is why we would love if you would contribute to ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to our hysteria over here. <laughs> Hysterians anyway, love you. Yes, we love our hysterians. Anyway, bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye. You're a good boy. Good. Who's a good girl? Oh, good boy. Who's good? <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.
Thank you.